Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I'm your host, Ray Trujillo, and I hope that all of you have had a truly lovely and supernaturally magical past two weeks. And I also want to say thank you for your presence upon this day, July 29th, 2023. And for today's transmission, I would like to delve into Venus retrograde and also the notion of love, the elements of love, and the most powerful notion of love on a, let's say, cellular and metaphysical level, the transformation of the heart, so to speak. And so I wanted to kind of intermix those combinations and utilize this time that we're in with the Venus retrograde and essentially apply what fits and what resonates with a general broad spectrum of individuals out there that are interested in this particular topic um, as it does relate to all of us. And also I like to say thank you again for all of those that subscribe to the Beyond Earth show on the BBS radio network. Thank you so much and I appreciate all of your participation because this show is for everyone of all paths and it is my endeavor to have the show with a broad spectrum of introspections and um, the emanations of our spiritual life being on this earthly realm and the otherworldly beings, the off-planetary dimensional beings, and of course, in the core of our spiritual essence, when we walk the path of Christ, if we walk the path of Buddha, the Atma, the Shekinah, whatever's respective to yourself and your personal belief system, I just wanted to say that I honor you and I thank you for taking a walk with me, beside me, on this magnificent journey of life, especially in this incarnation, in this third dimensional realm, in the present, here and now, and into the future realms, of, of course. So, um... As we are presently in Venus retrograde, which is also in the sign of Leo, and it literally just commenced on July 22nd, and it will be in its descent for the remainder of the 40 days from the July 22nd conception, commencement. And so 40 days, 40 nights, essentially, that, you know, we're probably like around 32 right now. And so when we think of retrogrades and those of you that know, and there's many of you that know far more than others and vice versa, but we're all learning here, right? So when retrogrades essentially occur in the transits is when a particular planet, essentially, like if you've heard of Mercury retrograde, that's a common retrograde that many people are aware of. And Mercury rules, it's a planet of communication. It uh, also mechanics and transportation and a great deal of things to revisit, to redo, and so forth. However, when we look at Venus retrograde, essentially it has a similar component element as a, in conjunction with how when the transit does occur and it goes through essentially like a backwards motion where it appears to be going backwards in its orbit. And this is another time when, when we explain and express and we 
go through our variable levels of what we're enduring in this present time and space and the past and the present, and I'll get into all that. But essentially, retrograde is a time to reflect, to redo, to resurrect, to relive, re-encounter. But when I speak of revisit when it comes to Venus retrograde, when this particular planet occurs, it definitely affects our house of love and our house of money, prosperity. And when I speak of love, there's a broad, broad uh, declaration there with love because love can equal to so many elements of the tangents and the streams of love. And then also with money, when we think of money and prosperity and abundance, there's a cohesiveness that comes along with the energy of love and also the energy of money. And so when we apply that with one another and we coexist those elements, there's a great deal to confront because you will find that people might say, well, I'm lucky with money, but I'm unlucky in love, or I'm lucky in love, yet I'm unlucky in money, right? So just giving that kind of quote unquote example of unlucky with versus lucky and unlucky with the other. And so there's essentially finding the balance. And I'll get into that, of course, as well. But back to the planets and how they rule the various realms of our celestial body and our biofield and everything is attuned with us as spiritual beings in a physical body here on earth, we cannot help but to coexist with the planetary energetic star system fields that do help us and that do align with us throughout our lifetimes here. And so while we're in this descent of Venus retrograde in the sign of Leo, it is, I would say you could even consider when the planet appears to be going backwards, it's diminishing its shine and there, you know, many astrologers could say that. Um, yet there, when I say that in the most illuminating part when it, when a planet is shining and it's very bright and it depends on the position that it's aligned within it might be very active very 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 active right and it's like wow it's just like when the moon is in its most beautiful magnificent phase and so in essence when there's a high vibration of activity then we kind of leave it up to the celestial kingdom right but there's also a time for pause, just like for ourselves, where we need to take a moment to have a reprieve, look inward, to rest when we can, so we can also be shiny again once more. So in essence, when I speak of that the Venus planet is perhaps not as illumined and not as shiny, and it might be a bit on the shadow, it's in no disrespect, it's just literally expressing um, observations for countless of years, but it is also in a place where it's parallel to ourselves when we need to take a moment to rest and that reprieve. The planets also need that time to go through their cycles, right? So think of it that we are one with the universe, how God created us so magnificently, perfectly beautiful, and everything is in this perfect, highly, divinely 
um, let's say sometimes it's unintelligible. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't know all the answers, of course, right? But what we can surmise from our observation, what we can surmise from various channels of information, various intelligence that we can download ourselves, uh, various intelligence that we can see that has a habitual resonation that aligns where we've studied it, we're aware of it, and now it's become on the more factual side. And this is where science and spirituality do have this wonderful moment of this cross-referencing that equates to a probable sum of this is potentially real and valid, right? So when when I speak of that subduing of the shine of Venus, there is in that realm where it slows down. So we're going to have moments where we have to really slow down ourselves and look inward. And so in essence, when we have the, I would say the realm that Venus governs, let's just say that, that, that essentially when Venus does slow down and thereby it's an opportune time for ourselves, you know, anyone that's interested to truly reflect upon your life. And this is what I mean by slowing down and just to kind of take a moment inward. We're used to going zero to 60, you know, in a nanosecond, right? Especially in this current world trajectory where everything, the quickening is occurring. Yes, but there has to be a moment where it's like God and the universal kingdom says, wait a moment, let's slow down so we can re-enter the new realm, the new kingdom, shiny and new, right? So I, I wanted to extend on that, of course, yet I wanted to also say that and interject that for everyone listening, that just be patient with yourself, be loving and calm with yourself, and recognize the harmony that is around you, within you, the harmony that you seek. If it's been this pandemonious type of energy, chaos, and just a whirlwind, overwhelming emotions, so many responsibilities, so much to accomplish, so much to finish on a timeline that was due yesterday or last week, right? And you're still not finished. Any of you out there that are going through that in any capacity, in any realm, and in any life path, this could be the moment for you to just say, it's okay if I look inward and I take a rest. So that's essentially what this is about. And so when we look at the realm that Venus does govern, um, and it's that presentation of that opportune time for ourselves to really, really, really introspect, go deeper, go inward, and truly just excavate and look upon in that inner reflection, the inner mirror plane of your inner life and see what it is that is um, coming up. Pay attention to the feelings that's coming up. And especially too, I speak of this because Venus, like I said before, resonates with love and money, especially love and the beauty department, of course, and the aesthetics and passion and 
This is also relational to family and friendships and kindred spirits and in many realms across that board and also with the money and the finances and the prosperity. So any of you out there, if there's something resonating there, pay attention to that. Pay attention. And I have a lot more to speak about yet when we are confronted with that reflection, the inner reflection, and maybe one thing comes to surface, maybe two or three, or maybe 20 things come to surface, maybe a hundred. That's okay. Look at what comes up the most. What is continuously approaching and agitating yourself the most? Confront that, write that down and see how it feels. Ponder it. If it's safe for you, if it's mentally and emotionally safe for you and you feel secure enough to just look at one avenue of what's coming up, then please feel free to do so. And if it's something else that is less agitating and it's not in the degree of difficulty as the thing that you're suppressing that is too difficult to look at, pay attention to yourself and offer yourself patience and compassion and revisit it another time if you need to and focus on some other elements that are coming up so perhaps maybe if you were to focus on those elements that come up, then you'll be more readied to confront that really great big Mount Kilimanjaro that you're really wanting to confront your skeletons in the closet, so to speak. And so when we have this specific outlook and also when we focus truly on, let's say, our love life and how to proceed forth and what is the trajectory of this focus what is the outlook what will it entail what will come up for oneself well this is how you can choose when i was giving that example how you may choose to proceed and also in the terms of deliberation right so when we have the moments of deliberation within our mind and we have the ruminations and the scales of those inner realities and we externalize, we internalize. So when we have this innate sense of that self-awareness and it's something that's really speaking to us on a really deep cellular level that we are completely aware that that exists and we may speak to ourselves privately or we may share with a trusted therapist, a trusted counselor, a trusted pastor, a trusted spiritual advisor, whatever it may be, right, that, or a friend, or a family member, or a spouse, right, this is what comes up for us in this, in these times especially, so we can really revisit, again, revisit, refocus, re-enliven, and reawaken, resurrect, reconfigure, realign, right, so, in all of these, with love and compassion towards yourself, but with courage as well, it's a very, very, very um, paramount time for those that choose to do this work. And I'll also get into shadow work, as, of course, as well in a moment, yet when I speak of the deliberation about decisions and what shall we do next, what shall he do next, what shall she do next, what should I do next, you know, what should we do next, right? What, how should we proceed? And so when we are in that plane of deliberation, rumination, 
and overanalysis at times, and we're in a complete deep dive of analytical thinking and the processes that come along with that, we can become very exasperated quickly, right? We, we can, um, you know, mental thought, uh, not critical thinking, but mental thought when we are overthinking, it, it can truly exhaust the self even more than if we were to run a marathon or to uh, engage in uh, high, uh, let's say, high impact sports. So, Trust, trust me, just remember this part, that when you're finding yourself in the over-analysis, give yourself a moment to break. Take a moment to meditate. Go into the place of where you can focus and be in the critical thinking realm, but not in the over-analysis realm. Because sometimes when we over-analyze after we've actually critically assessed, um, and then we have the answer deep within, it comes to us. And that's not always the case, but the majority of the case if you find yourself becoming very tired just please be aware of that and be patient with yourself so i'm just trying to not let anyone burn themselves out further than they already might be feeling especially with all the energies besides venus retrograde ongoing right now in this twilight realm that we are existing within so when we have these presentations let's say what's brought to the surface in the surrounding elements of our love relationship that those that are presently encumbered in where you're encumbered you're you're married you're encumbered you're in a partnership you're with your life partner um any of that and also those that are single those that choose to be single and those that are single that are seeking and looking and dating so this applies to everyone of all backgrounds and of all preferences of course this is all in that supernatural element of love and self-love that we are having the opportunity to truly revisit in the present here and now. And so when I speak of that, this retrograde in Venus, it, it can also be very much like that opportunity that I've been speaking of. There is something about permeating through when we consider that there's the variables of family, the family lineage, the family ties, the connections of the heart, and also with friendships. And friendships can be like family, like the family ties, and also kindred spirits alike, and so forth. So this applies on not just a romantic love, but also on a platonic love and familial love. And if it's matriarchal love, it's patriarchal love, if it's sibling love, if it's kindred spirit love, if it's on any realm of love for anyone, this is what this Venus retrograde in Leo is actually assisting us with. And also, when it presents itself um, in this retrograde, that look at it as a reminder that all of us can have the opportunity to acknowledge that our self-love, our self-care, this is a moment for amplification of our self-love. How many of you out there, you receive a gift certificate for a beautiful massage, um, men and women alike, right? You might receive a beautiful gift of something that is so exciting for you. Even a trip somewhere where someone offers you their, you know, their house on the lake and you're like, get away, take the kids, you know, take your family or go by yourself, bring a date or take your friends, whatever, or just go and write your novel. Just use my house on the lake, right? How many of you out there have 
unfortunately, to your own dismay, um, have not been able to actually accept it, right? Where there's a part of you that, yes, responsibility, scheduling, and all of that, I understand, can come into the way in the third dimensional realm. But when the moment arises for the opportunity, and then you might not be able to say yes to it, right? How many have you have felt that? Even if you did have the weekend off and it was paid for, let's say, everything was taken care of for you and you actually had that divine timing where your boss said, by the way, you can have three days off. And that's exactly when you're offered an opportunity. But somewhere deep within yourself, a voice said, no, you, you know, you don't deserve it. You don't need it. Why should you? Eh, why bother, right? And then your higher self, your Christ consciousness is saying, but this is an opportunity for you and it's taking care of and need it you need the rate you know the break the reprieve and even down to something so simple as at home if you're working a crazy schedule and you can't leave town and it's something that you really need to do for you and you could do it and time management comes in and so the self-love even putting on that extra sunscreen before you got into the sun even making sure that everything is kind of in order to a degree for yourself even in the self-love of I'm going to drink more water and I'm going to drink more of electrolytes and hydration. I'm just going to really pamper myself with what I ingest, right? Even down to that level where you say to yourself, God, there's no excuse. There's no excuse, but I'm allowing this to happen to myself and I'm tired of it. I really do need to take care of myself, self-care, self-love. And this is for those that you're a surgeon and you barely have any time off. And when you go home, you're sleeping and you wake up and you go get rapid surgery. Or if you're working three jobs and, or if your one job feels like it's three jobs, or if you have 10 children, let's say, I'm just speaking across a broad demographic of individuals and life paths, yet self-care, self-love does fortify your strength. And this is a time to truly check in, even if it's one minute incremental improvement upon yourself where wow instead of drinking eight glasses of water today i drank 10 let's say right and i i ate all my salad or my protein or whatever your dietary distributional needs is i'm just giving examples yet so this is essentially where how how simple self-care and self-love can be yet sometimes we can create the gargantuan mountain of impossibility with our perhaps self-limiting belief system from perhaps previous trauma or from perhaps previous hypercriticism, somewhere along the line, we've endured the error of someone else, including ourselves. And so when we speak of self-care <clears throat> and self-love, where <clears throat> we confront our worthy patterns and we really transcend our unworthy patterns and we fortify that healthy ego, a healthy, healthy life force ego that speaks on such a beautiful, pure path and that's empowering of the self and is the positive ego that we all need, the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness that defeats and transcends the negative fear-based separative ego. And if you know, when you see a, let's say, an illustration or an animation where you have the little angel on one 
shoulder and the devil on the other side of the shoulder. That's essentially the Christ consciousness when I speak of that or the Buddha consciousness. And then the negative fear, separative-based ego that is self-limiting belief system that is the core wounds that's feeding off the core wounds and also pausing further into the core wounds. That is essentially the demon, the devil, the, the dark one, whatever one wants to classify, the, the gargoyle within so many elements that we can confront. Yet, when I speak of the higher Christ consciousness, soul star, the Godhead ego, the beautiful ego that says, you deserve it. Look at you. You're so wonderful. You have worked so hard and you have so much integrity and you deserve X, Y, and Z, right? But the negative self-defeating, self-genigrating inner dialogue speaks of, no, you don't deserve. And there's far more greater people than you out there. And you know, and you know, actually, that you might be one of the best in what you do, let's say. Um, you might be the best teacher, and sometimes you're down on yourself, right? Because you feel like you're not being a great teacher, but really you are. And the children in your in your class love you. The principal loves you. Everyone loves you. But there's part of you that thinks, and that's what I'm speaking of with self-love, that when you don't know how to love yourself, We've all been there. We are human, so we err, and we have these emotions to confront and to reconsider for ourselves. So, in essence, the self-love, self-care, you see how the patterns are unfolding. This is that time, especially, to remind ourselves that, essentially, you are enough. We are enough. You are enough. Look at you on paper. Look at you in the trajectory of your timeline. Look at you in the spiritual timeline. Look at you also in an on paper of record of your actions, your deeds. What good have you posited into the realm? And um, what <clears throat> also in the negative, right? But if the positive outweighs the negative and so forth, run with that and then transform the negative. But if it's very negative, there's ways to transcend that, of course, as well. Just allow yourself, give yourself permission to make that transcendental leap, that move, and that metamorphosis, that transformation, that you can be enough, that you are enough. And so when we're healing aspects of our life, when you're healing aspects of your life, um, your love life, your prosperity, your your house of abundance and the reflecting elements of that equation with love and the family, the relationship of all that surrounds you and your finances, how you are perceived and how you perceive in the social realm of those that work with you, those that work around you and so forth. Even if you're a loner, that's okay. You can be very introverted, and that's beautiful, that's fine. But I'm just speaking of how do you feel that you relate with yourself even when you're in a social setting, right? So how do you feel within yourself that that's that reminder that I really do want to work on loving myself more today? Perhaps I'm going to utilize Venus retrograde as a time to really give myself some of that pause, some of that space, some of that sacredness and that sacred virtue and grace that I don't need to be the life of the party. I don't want to be the life of the party yet. 
I want to just remind myself that I am worthy and I do love myself. And sometimes we speak it until we create it to happen. If anyone of you have ever tried to look in the mirror and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, essentially, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. Oftentimes, if you observe someone who's never done that before, ever in their life, or if they haven't done it often, or sometimes they can do it daily, and then they'll have a moment where they could, there's a propensity where they could have a little moment of where they cry. They have a moment of shattering the veil of self-limiting belief systems when they actually exclaim to the mirror before themselves or even declare it out loud. I love me. I love me. I love me. I love me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. That can be very difficult for many people to do. And so we have compassion for those that have a difficulty with that. And we remind them, we pray for them, we meditate for them collectively that if they seek that, that they can achieve it and stay on that path. And it's conditioning, it's conscious reconditioning. Like I speak of all the time, our near plasticity, where we have a choice and a chance to recondition ourselves and 21 days to make a habit, to make improvement. And so there's so many ways to increase your vitality of your self-love, no matter what's going on in your world, no matter what's going on in your life. Like when Jesus Christ himself would go through the darkest nights of his soul, he would go out and pray the very most, most fervently. And he would meditate and pray with all his might just to get through those depressing, darkest nights of his soul. And so that's a reflection for us, whether you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, that is an example for all of us that no matter who it is, if it's Chuck Norris, if it's um, a prime minister, if it's someone who is in charge, or if it's, it's the farmer, or if it's the teacher, the surgeon, the child caretaker, um, the hospice worker, whatever it is, whenever there's a moment where you just need to just take a time out and you just feel defeated, that's when you really need to power up the most and amplify whatever you can. And you, trust me, after some practice, it might be one of the greatest things that you ever found that's the simplest thing that one can do, even though it doesn't sound so simple, but in essence, it is very simple. And it costs nothing except just a little bit of your time, your focus, and your energy. And energy is currency, which also money is currency and energy. And I'll get into that in a moment as well. But when I speak of that reminder that you are enough, that when you're healing those aspects of your life, your inner life, and when you look at all of the attributes that Venus does have this alignment with, in which when it affects the second house, which, again, is finance and love. And, you know, when I speak of this love element, it is, as you all may know, of course, that love is the greatest element. It's of a supernatural power. Love is the highest attribute of the human soul. And so that's why it's so imperative and so paramount that this love and the conditional love and the unconditional love and the altruism that comes with love and the peace and the harmony, when we give it back to ourselves, 
when we can, the body, the soul, the spirit, the mind needs it. And then everything else starts to be in this more of a quantum resonance and this morphic resonance of this. We have these quantum entanglements that we can experience where we feel shackled by this or this negative vibration, this negative energy or something that we didn't deserve that happened to us. Maybe our boss let go of, you know, someone and it's not, uh, it's not fair that we feel so sorry for that person. And if it happened to yourself where we're like, wow, we feel so much empathy and compassion for our coworker. Um, there are so many elements there to consider. And so in the aspect of that love is one of the, it's actually the highest attribute in the human form of the human soul, um, in the spirit realm and the earthly realm, love does make the world go around because without love, how do we have empathy and compassion and how do we create and build prosperity how do we create and build wealth yeah there could be many people on sociopathic realms that are gargantuanly uh, beyond the earthly riches in the tangible form but they lack love but their love could be of money and that's not what i'm speaking of i am applying a very fine line and then i'm going to remove that right now i'm just going to focus on this notion, not the love of money at this moment, but I'm going to speak of your self-love and how it can help you to magnetize the prosperity opportunities for you to receive that and grow the abundance of your money scales and where there's a balance there. So where you can have both, where you can be lucky with love and also lucky with money, of course, right? So in these 40 days, 40 nights since the 22nd, you know, there's that transference, that healing, the healing of our self-love, our love lives and our confidence, self-confidence and, you know, really, really vanquishing shame and vanquishing, like I was saying before, our self-limiting belief systems and that negative self-discourse that we all have endured or witnessed yet this is when i bring up the shadow composite so when we look at the archetype of the shadow self and we see the shadow composite of healing and it does result from enduring a great deal of trauma and when you are essentially transcending trauma when you're experiencing trauma and pain the the isolation the fear, the darkness, the loneliness, the inhibitions, all across the board, all of what fear truly resonates with. And I've said this before, fear, the acronym, that's a great acronym, is false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Yet those that have truly undergone these severe, um, let's say, in a severe, unfortunate experience of trauma, injury, pain, loneliness, despair, heartache, heartbreak, this is the time for when, when you actually went through that dark night of your soul. That's really what healing is, the emanation, the result of. And, you know, healing 
typically has, when we hear the word heal, and we hear the use of the terminology healing, it typically can ignite that positive connotation, yet there's that duality of the positive connotation that is in conjunction with that something occurred that was negative to occur to create the desire, the prayer, the manifestation, the, that eagerness to heal, right? So healing has that duality, that yin and the yang of the dark and the light, where if we're born healed and we don't need to heal, then we don't need to really speak of being healed unless we heal others, correct? So when I speak of healing, I speak of it with a great deal of respect and a great deal of love and a great deal of understanding and compassion because I recognize that healing isn't always the easiest route and people can say, you know, it's time to heal, time to heal, time to heal, time for healing, a time for healing. Well, we can hear that all day, yet all the aspects in your personal, individual, unique path of life, your own experiences that result in the necessity for healing, that's your unique and your own individual story that results in that necessity for healing. So I respect that and I accommodate that with just most love and sacredness. And so when we look at that positivity and yet we see the reflection of that positivity and the hard work that is so necessary to create that space for healing and whether that's inner work, a great deal of inner work with a trusted, you know, um, respected therapist with a professional clinician with in with you want to build around you a spiritual advisor and any other types of metaphysical Reiki and Tai Chi and yoga and, you know, exercising the things that you can do for yourself, of course, but also the group of friends and the group of family that you can trust. And if you don't have that group, there's groups that you can pray for. Ask your guardian angel to come forth and just say, please align me with people with right the like-minded mentality or something that I can relate to. Um, you know, like when we think of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, or NA, Narcotics Anonymous, or Al-Anon. Al-Anon, if you don't know, is for people who have, um, you know, witnessed and endured and a friend or family of someone who has been through uh, you know, a great deal of suffrage from uh, certain addictions and so forth. So there are groups out there for also bereavement, those that are also suffering from different types of classifications. And so there's always going to be someone out there if you look for it. You pray for it, but you look for it. So you're never going to be alone, even if you think you are alone. I just want to say that to everyone. So when we look upon that, positivity and what is necessity of the healing and to really make that space to heal and transform. And it's that confrontation with courage, essentially, to build up the courage to confront that. And so when we have that inner work, the inner work, and if you're doing it by yourself, then God be with you, of course, and you can do it. Um, 
uh, just really take heed, take just extra compassion, just be very loving. And this is where you really need to work on the self-love and utilize this Venus retrograde, especially. So when this Venus in retrograde can assist us with the, I would say that courage, especially, right? Because there's that confidence of we utilize the Leo, the magnificent Royal lion. That's a beautiful, mighty roaring lion, lion-hearted energy, and very much like see me, um, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, I'm mighty. Yet there's also the softness where the lion can have a thorn in the paw and the prince comes along and removes it, right? Or the princess, whatever you want to say. Yet there's that courage and that compassion. And do you have the courage to confront yourself? Do you have the openness to receive the encouragement and to utilize that compassion and self-care? And so ask yourself that, think of it in that capacity, and at your time, at your pace, even if it's not Venus retrograde, just this is a time to help to motivate energetically and get the uh, metaphysical ball rolling, so to speak, but when we're shedding a great deal of light upon the self-esteem and your worthiness, your worthy pattern, and healing the scars, and that is something that is... um, a great deal to approach with, but it's also very illuminating. And also, if you notice that the scars of the past um, reflect into the present. So another thing I did want to mention about is cycles and themes. And so when we're surpassing the self-limiting belief systems and when you're empowering yourself, you're progressing past the flaws and the errors of what it is to be human in nature in our individual nature. Yes, we make mistakes and that's okay. As long as we don't repeat those mistakes more than a few times. Right. Um, but in transcending the limitations, that reminder that yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. And you can insert anything. Yes, you can achieve. Yes, you can have love. Yes, you can have prosperity. Yes, you can have health. Yes, you can have that great job. Yes, you can get your home in order. Yes, you can help your children. Yes, you can help your neighbor, right? Yes, you can take care of your animals. All of those notions there, right? So when we're achieving that self-love and truly achieving it, and I speak of achieving in the follow-through of the word of seeking with achieving and that follow-through where it comes to fruition for ourselves. And so that recipient mode where you are in that recipient mode where, yes, you know, I am receiving. I'm allowing myself to receive. I allow myself to receive love. And I absorb love. And I process love. And then thereby you're also positing love. You're positing love unto others in the universal realm. And also being able to teach others by way of the resonance that they also can love themselves and love others. So there's that mirror that goes through the world. And when you traverse the world and you have the mirror that reflects your inner self, your outer self, there's the balance there. And of course, what you want to have for discretion, of course, yet that energy does not lie. That energy vibration does not lie. It is the monument of truth, so to speak. And so when we have love of all beings, and we share the great realm together, and we have our matters of our own love and the defeat of all 
that we've encountered throughout the life of ourselves and defeating all the wickedness, the transgressions of others upon this realm, this world. And, and if we were to ask ourselves, let's just say this, if we were to ask ourselves, why are we at war with ourselves? So I can say, why am I at war with myself? Well, if I'm at war with myself, to what purpose does it serve me amidst a world full of this free will that God has blessed us with? And also on the individuation notion, the self-actualization, of course, and all of those aspects, take that into consideration, that are essentially conducive to one of the greatest lessons on Earth in this cosmic realm, in this earthly dimensional realm, in our pure existence of being, our life lessons here, our karmic, our dharmic, however you want to call it, our choice, our contract here on planet Earth, in this time-space continuum, in this realm, in this year. So why do we contend, why should we contend with ourselves when there's so much else that is externally of the third dimensional realm to contend with? You know, and then when we look at that, we consider that. And, you know, with the time of approaching ourselves, when is our time to approach ourselves? And so when we approach that self-love introspection, it can begin now, even now. Even if you're feeling at your lowest right now, this is the time to do it the most. Just like when Jesus was in the darkest moments, prayed the very most. This is a time where you can pray manifest, chant, do anything you need to do to get yourself there. Just that expression where there's, mm, I don't often use this, but fake it till you make it. There's a lot to that because sometimes you just have to get into action. Even if you don't feel like it, if you're willing, right? If it's not, if it's, if it's willing and safe, you feel, you know, maybe I should just kind of get up and walk around a little bit. And then you activate yourself. And then something else comes up to activate that aspect of you. And then you feel like, oh, well, now I have motivation to take a shower and get dressed. And wow, I'm going to I'm gonna grab my briefcase and I'm going to head to the office. And I'm going to go and I'm going to knock that deal out of the park. Yep, here I go. And you put your favorite music on. You pay attention to the road. And you stay hydrated. And you're like, oh, I feel better. I feel better. I know it's not that simple. I'm just giving little examples. Like sometimes you just have to kind of step into the realm, step into that role and to acquiesce to it, receive it, absorb it. And that's what I mean by begin now in a safe realm. Yet, So why contend with yourself when there's so much else to contend with in this world, in this realm? And so with that love and that compassion of self and, you know, Venus rules the body, the aesthetics, beauty, aesthetics, your values, um, it's very pleasure-oriented. Venus is all about the pleasures of life. Venus is truly the goddess planet of love, right? But there's also in that celestial body, that ruling body of the celestial kingdom. In, and, it, you know, it, it can change in everyone's birth chart, you know, dependent upon there are some uh, different signs out there. So what you deem that's very important and sacred in your life, when we look at that, depending on what sign you're in that, and you also have your rising sign and your, you know, so forth, but um, Venus will affect 
certain signs more so than others. And so, especially like if you're a Leo, because right now we're in a, a Leo time with the Venus retrograde, yet if you are Scorpio, Aquarius, Taurus, um, those particular signs maybe like really pay attention to this message. But even if you're not, let's say if you're a Virgo, if you're a Libra and you're not on one of those um, hypersensitive at this exact moment to this, um, there's still something for you to learn from for yourself if you're interested in this. Um, it just means that there's particular signs that will have a little more heightened exacerbation around it, that they're a little more affected during this time. And so we have to really consider also that due to the fact that Venus retrograde is in the Leo moments right now, which is literally the most magnificent, beautiful line, uh, gargantuan, fabulous presence, but it, it, that exacerbates all those qualities. So you just really want to look at yourself and take a moment and stand back and observe and really look within and see what you see within your own inner realm. And when you have that clear scope of yourself, then you could ask yourself, who do you really want to be in this plane of reality? What do you want? What is your purpose? What is the purpose you desire for yourself? And make that space to reflect upon your unique desires, essentially. The, the needs, the necessities, your desires, needs. Um, and also, too, when your ideals are confronted before you, when you have that awareness, notice some themes around your cycles. And, I, you know, they could be repetitive cycles, repetitive themes. Perhaps there could be uh, indications uh, of um, on a soul, on a heart, on a spirit, emotional level, and even on a financial level and a social level. Again, this may be a time to revisit for a reason, for the purpose of integration. And so in that purpose of integration and learning from those themes, learning from those cycles that this retrograde does seem to evoke the past and those past repetitive cycles. Think about it. Any of you out there, like, have you noticed something interesting? Perhaps like a lot of reunions or some themes maybe from even 2015 or even 20 years ago. Some people that might come back from the past where it feels like a Mercury retrograde, but it's really not. But it's a Venus retrograde in which it's maybe matters of love again or money. And it's like, wow, this is so familiar. It feels like I'm revisiting the past. Someone from 20 years ago or 2015 or this is exactly what I was going through in 2005 or 2015, let's just say, right? Think about that. Consider that. Or someone that you really actively knew that you loved, friend or family or love, any kind or love interest, anything. Or even a theme with your finances and your business or in your healing, which is what I was getting into, of course, this whole time. Yet, when you look at that and see that theme and see what leverage you have without this time for the purpose of that integration and then learning from it this time, learning and empowering yourself with that knowledge. And, you know, when these repetitive cycles resurface and when we have that 
you know, Venus retrograde does journey through the realm of your subconscious, like I've been speaking, but perhaps it's also a great time to journal really like I was saying, journal more, observe, meditate, look at these cycles, journal them down if they're coming up for you. And, you know, due to the highly impactful energetic frequencies of all these, I know it can be really overwhelming, but look at what presents itself and try to perceive it as a gift that is a gift of the celestial planetary energies and utilize, utilize it as it's a time as the gift, like the gift is the present, the present day, right? And we're not always guaranteed tomorrow, yet um, when we have that presentation where we confront it as a gift and as opposed to the fear of that, look upon it as an inner subconscious introspection and align it with your higher consciousness Consider all of that. Consider your mind. Consider your heart, your spirit, your body. That these are truly offerings of the divine. Offerings of the divine, the opportunities of awareness, self-awareness. And, and again, you know, truly contemplate, consider that especially when these things come up with self-love, self-vulnerability, passion, intimacy, even the love of life, if there's been depression in, in many ways, um, in, in a way that you've been maybe depressed about a love, um, an unrequited love or something that didn't work out in a love relationship or even in a family relationship where that love was just misaligned. Um, truly look at the relations to the self in your own self with your relational aspect of your empowerment that even if your sister, even if you're ex-husband or ex-wife or ex-lover or anything, your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, or you're in term, you're in limbo right now. And, you know, really drawing the love for you right now, no matter what your interim ex, your limbo ex, or your, uh, you know, let's say sister or brother did to you, look inward for that love. And so I just really wanted to remind and close off with that in essence that truly take this opportunity to realign and utilize this time to realign recalibrate your narrative your desires with that refocus component and recenter remake resurrect yourself redo revisit all of the notions of re 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 revisit redo reconstruct how you approach your life in this realm of this lifetime, this incarnation, because it is so imperative. And in closing, this is just a reminder that in the sacred space and time, please allow yourself to follow your dreams and enact upon them, enact upon your dreams as you see them through literally to the finish line and the finish line of fruition, that you are the light of your own world and that you are the light of your path and that God and the angels and the elemental kingdom beings can assist you and ask your garden angels to engage. And you'll see the light that illuminates. And that light is your compass throughout this magnificent realignment and see it through and, and go through that metamorphosis and all will be revealed to you. And when you are in the 
realm of your own self-love and the kingdom of God is within you. And that is a reminder that you are worthy. You are enough. And I've had a wonderful time with you today. Thank you for being with me and thank you for your presence for the Beyond Earth show. And I'm your host, Ray Trujillo, and I'll be back in two weeks time and have a great two weeks ahead. Thank you. Bye.